1: Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. So welcome everybody to this very special episode of Not Another Mummy Podcast. Um, I'm thrilled to be bringing you this episode in partnership with F&F at Tesco, um, who as well as offering fantastic great value clothing, which I'm a huge fan of, um, they're launching their brand new Fred and Flow clothing range for babies. Anyone who knows me or who follows me on social media will know what a big fan I am of going shopping for my milk and my bread and picking up an amazing new jumpsuit or uh, baby grows for the babies. Um, there's just something quite thrilling about it, isn't there? Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really thrilled to be working with um, F on this event. Um, so... Today, I've got a brilliant guest to chat to, uh, Tom, a.k.a. The Unlikely Dad. He adopted his son, Kai, along with his husband, Daniel, and uh, he documents their lives together on Instagram and on his blog. And he's talked lots about the adoption process, the highs, the lows, the heart-melting moments. I was reading some of your blog the other day, and I was having a bit of a sob. I will admit it. Um, So please, everyone, give a warm welcome to Tom. Hi, guys. Tom, it is such a pleasure to have you today. I'm so glad
2: we're doing it. We've tried to do this for a long time. We
1: have, but you're a very busy man. Well, you're a busy lady. (laughs) and We're here now. This is so cool. So um, it feels like a bit of a label to say to you, you're a gay adoptive dad, Mm. because at the end of the day, you're just a dad, aren't you?
2: Yeah. And I do still have that in my bio. And I'm like, I started this and called myself unlikely dad because I kind of felt like I wasn't represented, maybe like... Of course, there have al- there have always been gay dads and more so now than ever. But, like, in a commercial sense, maybe. And I just thought, actually, two years into this journey, I'm not so unlikely after all. And it's kind of amazing. It's, it's really nice. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a label. Um, but, you know, I'm gay. I adopted. That's where I'm at. And,
1: yeah. So your son, Kai, um, he's five, yes, isn't he? Yes, is. And you adopted him when he was 14 so, months old?
2: Yeah, so... Um, We might touch on it a bit later. I don't know about the journey. But we first saw his uh, photo when he was 10 months old. Yeah. But he came home at 14 months.
1: So what led you to that moment? Tell me about that moment when you thought, I want to be a dad. Mm. And you and your husband decided that adoption was the right route for you.
2: Yeah. Um, To be honest... So I met my husband really young. He was obviously my then boyfriend. I was 17. Um, he was 23. So a bit of a cradle snatcher, I think, at 23. But um, we just went with it, and we're just loving life, and we moved in together when I was 19, and I think that was, that is really young. Um, my poor mum, like, gosh, I didn't care at 19. I was like, moving out, bye. And I think she was just like... My God, like my last baby is leaving me, and I just you, at that age you don't care. Do were, you,
1: you? were you the youngest? Yeah,
2: yeah. My brother had gone, and so I think, um like I said, you just don't think of it, do you? If thinking of Kai doing that to
1: me at nineteen
2: now, but like, get back here! Oh my God!
1: It's part of the perspective you have when you're a parent, and then you look back on yeah. how you were as yeah. a child, and you're like, oh, I'm so oh sorry, mum and oh dad. My
2: God. You don't know it until you have kids. It's no. a cliche, but it's true. So. I think we just lived our life. We had the best time. We had a few house moves, a few flats, a house, whatever. Um, and I, I've talked about this on the blog. I kind of think it's like, you know how like, I think so many women say their body clock, they just get to a point where they're like, ping, I'm ready. Genuinely sort of happened like that. I th- Obviously not my body clock, but I think um, we'd like done all the city breaks we'd done everything we need we had a we got to a place in our jobs where we felt good we had a house it was like it just happened and we were like no 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 this is it now this is the time
1: and you both reached that point at the same time i'm guessing um
2: i think danny was there before me he's obviously got six years and i think he was just there before but he never pressured me i think he knew that i needed to get to that point yeah but we did have conversations where we we're like you know what maybe this is it this is just us and we're good with that like we had a good thing going but then i think i was probably the driving force where i was like I want a baby. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it now. And we, and we did.
1: Um, yeah. So obviously there were a few options open to, you know, same sex couples yeah. when it comes to having a baby or a child. What was it about adoption that appealed to you guys?
2: Um, I don't think we researched anything else really. I did worked, you work for yes, an adoption agency? I did. So I worked in an adoption agency. Um, and the insight and the knowledge I got from that was unreal. Like it was, it was, just gave me such good idea of what we could come face to face with the the types of children that are up for adoption their history all this sort of thing and I think um we booked a information evening it's the first step you take to find out about adoption you can do that through local authorities or through agencies and they kind of try and put you off in that i think really? not okay not put you off they they need adopters but they they almost have to spook you a bit i think well they
1: want you to be keen and yeah, committed don't and and i think you
2: know the reality is guys you're not going to be handed this this newborn blue blonde hair blue eyed baby um, even though my baby was my angel like to look at him he you know but i think these kids have a history sometimes so it's really really hard and they have to spook you i guess to make sure you're serious and you either crack on or you don't um, but for me and us i think adoption was the only route and I think well, we may have like, looked into surrogacy I can't really remember the only thing for me was you know I thought I didn't want to pay for it to happen I just thought there were so many kids needing a home a family a life
1: that's so nice yeah Um. so tell me about um, what happened when you that the moment when you first saw Kai his profile and yeah. was it an immediate thing or was it a case of did you have like a short list of like five or 10? Was it a bit like X Factor where you're oh like my God. <laughs> looking at a short list of profiles yeah. and you're like is, one of honestly, these.
2: It's like the most surreal thing. So when you're going through, you have like, uh, you have meetings, assessments, training. It's, you know, for us, it was nine months from beginning to end, which is like crazy short in adoption. So I think it's because we had all our ducks in a row. We'd been together forever. There were no skeletons in the closet. We had a house. Our family lived on the same street, all this kind of thing. So, we sort of just breezed through it, I think. And we had um, a social worker. She actually lived in London. She just seemed cool. Like she got it. And part of me just thought, imagine we had like a 60-year-old, maybe stuffy, didn't get the whole All gay thing. Yeah, yeah, This woman, oh my God, she made it a breeze but for you us. You
1: probably do get some kind of, um, you know, you probably do get people being, you know homophobic or racist oh Oh,
2: you hear it all you hear it all yeah yeah and um so that was a concern but when we met her her name was sarah i was like she's the one she's going to get us through this so you know it is like therapy you meet and you you chat and you go through your history um and that went on for a few weeks and i was like get him in the diary bam 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 let's meet let's do this i want to have a family she was the same um then you go through panels and trainings and then you get approved so, so was it wasn't quite
1: a long process it
2: for us it wasn't but it can be it felt long at the time um but then you get the profiles so you get to the profile bit and um that
1: must be such a weird experience It's really weird it is, it is a bit children. like
2: a dating thing and it sounds awful but um you're sent pictures and a bio of a child And so what i likes,
1: CBBs, dislikes? Oh my god! So any vegetables. This is
2: the thing that they're really. It's good that we can make light of it, but the the sad thing is as well is that you're reading some really harrowing stuff. So you know, a lot of these kids have experienced uh, physical, mental, sexual abuse. They they might be some have AIDS. You know, they're born with it. Mm. It's like so you're reading all of this stuff and you're you're thinking what can I take on yeah and it's a real conversation to have so the social worker I remember her saying what do you think you can do what can you take on and I just we had to have that conversation you know I was 29 30 and I thought well I want a baby and I want but then you know I also thought god what about these kids and it was a really hard So for you, to what about. what made
1: you want to adopt a baby as opposed to an older so child I,
2: Cause we all want a baby. Do you know what I mean? You ask any adopter, they probably would. However, I said this, all, say this all the time. Thank God there are other people that will adopt the five, the six, or seven-year-olds, because they come with memories and experiences and often trauma, and it takes an amazing person to do that. And oh my God, they're the best people on the planet. But I think for us, we knew what we wanted, um, and we went and got it. And I think we didn't. I think we were approved in October, and I remember the day. I think it was like December the fifth. And we got an email through with Kai's profile. Um, didn't read all the bump like we should have initially. We just saw the picture and I was like, well, wow. it was my husband, like in baby form. Oh, so really? it was really weird. And we were like, I was like, that's him. And I remember me and Danny were there. We we're having dinner with my mate, Rosie. And I didn't want to show her. But I was like, I'm looking at my son. Like, I can't tell you. And I really questioned that because so many adopters told us on the journey, um, you'll know, you'll know. And I'm like, how do you know? You haven't given birth to this kid. You haven't met them, but you know. Oh my God. And then it was like, he's mine. No, he's mine. I'm claiming him. Did Danny feel the same? Yeah. yeah. And that's how you know, because you're both on the same page.
1: That's so cool. It was magical. So what kind of process was it then to go from you knowing and actually... Him being oh my God. the baby that you adopt. that was like
2: hell. So, because um, it was like the beginning of December. So, local authorities. So, we had a social worker, and Kai had a social worker looking after him. He was one of the lucky ones. He was removed from birth parents at birth, um, placed into foster care. Ten days. He was in hospital. He was six weeks premature. And um, I never go like too much into birth parents or his history, but um, it wasn't great. And, um, but he was placed into foster care at 10 days old. And for his foster care, you hear a lot of chop and change. But he was with Laura, who is still in our lives now, who we love. And with her from 10 days old until he came home at 14 months. So
1: And he was her first foster child, yeah, wasn't he? She was mum. She imagine, was being, imagine, yeah. you know, starting off your foster journey and taking she, I, home a ten-day-old I mean, baby. She wouldn't
2: mind me saying this. I don't think she's recovered in a, in a wonderful, but also crazy way because yeah. um, it was her first, and it was she went through. You know what it's like, ladies, like with kids. That first few months, she did all that. You know, for this child that had these not additional needs, but he was experiencing withdrawal, and it was just, the stories she told us was just unreal. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: But but she's still in in Kai's life. Oh, my God. Always will be. That's so nice. She
2: is Auntie Lala. He knows her. She sends gifts all the bloody time. Like, she's just... And her family, they loved Kai, you know, like a son. Mm. And um, I'm sort of jumping really forward. No, no, it's cool. We can go back. We can go back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, but we, we found out about him December, registered our interest, and we knew at this point in in like 2014 2015 like there was a huge surge in adopters which was great Uh, but people were now fighting for the kids which is a kind of a good problem to have but terrible if you found your child yeah um all of christmas new heard nothing because local authorities are getting cuts left right and center you know they haven't got they're all maxed out um in the new year long long story short over Christmas, I was like, hey, "He's mine. I'm. Ha- I don't care now. I'm. I'm going to buy furniture. I'm getting that nursery ready. Oh, really? Yeah, I bought clothes. You I went to ready? Gap and bought some baby clothes in the sale. I was like, because I felt like I had to like, like emotionally and mentally make room for him, and physically make room for him. Mm. I was like, this room, you know. I remember even buying like, you know, that like the posh graffiti, like a K in gold. I was like, wow. I'm going to put that on you. But um, so I no, we knew we were his parents. Yeah. yeah. But so the social worker came around in January. She told us before she came um, another family's interested. So you just get so disheartened. Like I did everything I could. Like the house was spotless. I baked brownies. I did it all. And um, They
1: must know when they come round They're oh, Like hang on a minute, yeah. you're baking brownies. No, they know. <laughs>
2: they know. But um, I was like, I need to impress her. Um, she left and kind of alluded to the fact that she was going to go with us. She wasn't going to see the other family. Oh, really? And, yeah. And I didn't believe it. I, I think we were in shock. Our social worker, when she left, just grabbed us. I was like, are you going to tell everyone? I was like... I can't, I don't know. Like this, I've, I've like tempted fate by buying everything, but I don't want people knowing. Um, but slowly but surely things happened. But it wasn't until April that he came home. So that's still three months.
1: And what was that process like? So obviously I'm guessing you didn't just take him home one no. day. Was, it, was there kind of like a spending time gradually yeah. with him?
2: So you actually then have to be approved at another panel Oh wow. For, to be his parents. Yeah. So that was... Well, actually, we met birth parents before that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a big thing that they really encourage you to do. Um, and yeah, one of the oddest days of your life, I guess, because it's not every day you're sat opposite people, maybe in that situation. Um, at the Must same time, for
1: them as well, because they, I guess, well, they weren't part of his life. Concerns.
2: In that point. They had weekly contact. So right, at a contact centre, they would just see him for an hour. Um, he didn't know who they were. I, I you know, but um yes I wanted to do it because they had concerns about him going to two men and I just wanted to be like they had concerns yeah Ah, um and you know we need to honor that I I, this was a two-way thing like I never ever wanted to disrespect them so we met them um but like I said odd because I'm taking your child and it's the situation and um but it ended with handshakes and thank yous and an understanding I think of What we were about to do—that
1: must have been even nice—is the wrong word, but it it must have made things feel a bit more settled to you.
2: Yeah, I'm glad I did it because so now he's five. He's asking questions, and it's like I have to remind myself all the time. I adopted him all the time. So you're open.
1: You're open with him though about his
2: hundred, like literally. I was telling him when he was a baby, we're 14 months old. You know, just. I wouldn't say you're adopted, but it's like, you know, you, this is our setup. You've got two dads, you know that, you know, Harry, he's got a mummy and a daddy, like always open. And it's only now that he understands Like we, he's got a life story book. Uh, and it's only now that he's flicking through. He calls it my book, which is great. And he was obsessed with it a couple of weeks ago. And i be obsessed with it. Go for it, read it, do whatever you need to do. There's pictures of birth parents in there. And he said, who's that lady? And I went, you know what? That is your tummy mummy. So that, that lady grew you in her tummy, but. She couldn't look after you. And that's when your dad swooped in because um, we loved you so much. And the, the universe just wanted us to be together. And he was like, can I go in her tummy again? And I was like, I don't think it works like that. Um, but he and so, you know, and he says he's going to meet her and give her a cuddle. And I'm it's just that's, a, that's it's so all nice. I want. Can you going
1: to make me cry again, Tom? No, but it's like,
2: you know, that is what you think. And you think I don't know where they're at because we have yearly uh, yearly letterbox contact so we write them a letter okay. every year and it is you know there's templates for this kind of stuff you can't give like too much info but um, just like Kai's doing this now and he's here and we, we went away but you, again you can't be like hey we went to Portugal we're buying new houses you can't yeah. it's really really harsh yeah. so it's like listen he's happy he's in school unfortunately they're not getting read so we can find out from the contact centre they're not getting read, but we're going to keep doing it. And I think we'll eventually ask him if he wants to carry on doing it when he understands. Um, you know, I just—if he ever wants to see them again, wherever they are, wherever their situation, I will support a hundred percent. That's really like, good.
1: And, um, and does he get asked about his family setup at school? He's—he's he's been at school yeah, for one he's been year, has Yeah,
2: he? kids don't care. No, they all want two dads. They love it. They think it's cool. <laughs> literally they love it they love danny and i and i think it's because you know we don't see many dads on the school run unfortunately um, you, i mean you do actually saying that i see a lot but i think we're just really like involved and and i they just find us fun and they they love it and they're just yeah some of the mums have be like harry was saying the other night that he wants two dads like kai and i'm like yeah man it's cool you know but um he did have his first instance of a boy uh who's so advanced for five and he was sort of saying kai I've got a mummy and Harry's got my but you haven't and Kai shouted back he went I've got two daddies and I was like yeah you have like oh my god you know so he he wasn't teased for it but the kids are picking up on it and I just hope that we're raising him and letting him be able to handle those situations well yeah sounds you know? like you are I hope so but oh my god I mess up daily well don't we well. all yeah. don't we all yeah
0: code buttery exclusions apply see site for details
1: um but yeah going back to when yeah. you when he first came to live with you um what was it like bonding with him like how quickly yeah. did that develop cuz obviously looking at your instagram yeah. now it is so clear that you guys have got yeah. a special bond all three of you yeah. and the fun you guys have but What, you know, what was that like? How quickly did that develop? So
2: we, I didn't answer your previous question about the the, the sort of the introduction stage. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's usually a week, can be longer depending on the needs of the child, uh, where you go and visit the child on day one. Like, it's the most surreal thing I've ever experienced, knowing that he was through that door. Um, And we were sat in the car and we were like, we're about to meet our son. Was your
1: heart racing? Oh, I
2: mean, I think I was dead. I was like, what's going on? And, um we were like this is never going to be us again like the minute we knock that door another human is we're now a three it's big
1: it's It's like
2: you're going into labor yeah it's that
1: thing of you know you're about to give birth yeah this us two thing that's never gonna happen again Yeah, totally and we
2: you know we were ready and we knocked on the door he was still crawling at 14 months which i loved he hadn't walked yet and came crawling around the kitchen laughed at us Came over, sat on my husband's lap, like because we were giving them pictures and videos of us, you know, and, and t shirts that smell of us and things like that. So, before, um, there was some connection, I tell you, he just knew. Um, each day, you do a bit more. You might do lunchtime the next day, then bath time, then you do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then you do bath until eventually a couple of days he'll come home to you, then go back to the foster care, just so that you're sort of like really making really it gradual. a transition, yeah. Mm. Um, and I remember the first day we brought him home. It was traumatizing for Laura, you know, taking Kai away. And it, I just was driving, and I was just streams the whole motorway journey home. I can't believe, like, I didn't have an accident or anything. I was like, "Oh my god!" And um, I just said to myself, "If he sleeps tonight, knowing that there's he's not in his room, there's two strange men I've never met before downstairs, then I know we're going to be good." And he slept, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is, he made it so easy for us." Like we, looking back, yeah, he probably was a bit like. He gave us looks every now and then. I don't think he was completely bonded, um, but in no time it was it was there. I could feel it. I knew, it, and it's only gotten better each each day.
1: Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Um, and then, how quickly did you introduce, introduce him to your family members? Because they must have been desperate to oh, meet him. So
2: desperate. We, you know, you go on a lot of training, and you're taught, you know, everything you need to know about when you should do certain things and when it. But you also got to go with your gut. It was really, we lived in the same village as Danny's family. So I was like, they could just knock on the door at any time. Um, How Had you briefed them? Had yeah, you said, give us we, some space? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we probably gave it like five days. They do say to do it as long as you can so that he's fully with you two. Yeah. But I felt really good. And actually we were spotted in the village. So like his sister just was like, I've seen you. I'm pulling up. And she just jumped out. It was hilarious. But then my parents came and everyone. And it might have been overwhelming for him. I don't know. But he didn't show any signs of it. He just took everything in his stride. He was great.
1: That's so nice. And then, so how how would you describe your relationship with Kai now? Like, Mm. do do you feel that you, I don't know, do you feel like you have got a stronger bond with him because of what you've been through to get him?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's no every parent has their own take on it, I guess, whether you've had a birth child or not. I just think we were in no ways like giving birth in the first period, not uh hard it's it's
1: really easy guys isn't it yeah
2: i bet (laughs) it's a piece of cake yeah but we we were just like dropped a 14 month old who was babbling crawling demanding it was a different setup so they're both equally as hard um but we were thrown in the deep end and i think it helped us in a way we just had to crack on um and now we just like i say we're best mates i hope we're best mates but also you know like i'm dad and he needs to know that and he doesn't ever listen to me. So it's like, he is really, this is nothing to do with adoption or our bond. He just pushes every single boundary and button. He does this thing now where he is literally like, I'm like, right, come on, you wanted to go to the farm park today. Can you please just... And he'll go, nah. Oh, then I'll be like, right, well, we're not going to the park. He goes, yeah, I am. And I'm like, oh my God, where has this come from? And it's probably me. I don't know. But I'm like, so... I just want us to be like really tight and cool, but also to give him space and just, you know, be his own person. I think
1: that's lovely. And we're going to throw the, um, uh, questions open to the floor in a minute, but just before I do, um, is there anything that you wish you'd known about adopting before you started the journey?
2: I don't think so. No, I think it's, you know, it's, you're on your own journey. Um, every adopter will be on their own journey. They'll all experience it probably a bit differently. Um, I would say it's not about adoption. It's about being a parent. And that is like the only thing I would say is just remember to be kind to yourself because I think we certainly don't. And I certainly have to remind myself that what we're all going through, what we're all doing, and you just get so caught up in parenting and life. Like not only being a father to this boy and trying to be a husband and trying to have a career, trying to manage a home. It's just like, hang on, like just for a moment think about what you've got and I wouldn't do anything differently or advise anyone to do anything differently on their journeys just be kind to yourself and kind of remember who you are because you you know you have your own passions your own drives and that definitely takes a backseat when you have your kids so you know be kind
1: that's brilliant I think that's really good advice for everyone every parent not just adoptive parents so that's lovely Um, does anyone have a question that they would like to put to Tom while we have him here you sound really good at being a parent (laughs) I think we could all learn something from that. Oh my God, no. Would you adopt another?
2: So I get asked this every day. Um, and so I think if we were going to have done it, we might have done it by now. Um, yeah, I, I would. I'd have loads if I could, but the process is, you know, different to just falling pregnant. Um, not that that's easy either. Um, I will never, ever say No. But we just got a good thing going. We're so good, like and Kai. You know, I know all kids. I would like. I look at people with chilled kids, uh, if that exists. But I know there are chilled kids out there. And I'm like, wow, you must have so much time. Like we're literally like Kai is very demanding on us. You know, I think that's okay, willingly, though. willingly.
1: I think. I think that you know people quite often find themselves justifying why they only want to oh, have one yeah, child. Oh, yeah, no, I'm quite happy. I and don't
2: feel like... It's okay yeah. to be like,
1: we're really happy with oh what we got. Oh, my God, got, we
2: have got a good thing and going. And we haven't
1: got a huge desire to add no, to our family. Yes. That's okay.
2: Absolutely that. You've answered it for me.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. You should have asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? One here. Oh, one here. Oh, hello. Um, this is a very
2: um, real question, I yes. hope. Um, do you feel that because he knows that he has been adopted mm. later on in life he might get away with murder because he knows. Oh, you think and he you might? Feel, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? I think like, no. He, does. he won't. No. 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 I think we are so, he might think he might, but he won't. <laughs> like, no, I think we are just like any other parent in that sense that I just want him to be the best young man that he is destined to be. And he's not going to, like, he is so cute and so charming and everyone who meets him falls in love with him. But I'm like, uh-huh. He is a devil, too. Like, you need to remember this. And I can kind of see how he's going to be when he's older. And I feel like if you are cocky and confident, great. But just be nice. Like, you know, and don't muck women or men around. Just be a good man. That's what I want. So, yeah, I mean, as a teenager, he'll probably do my head in. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Talking of teenagers, um, do you worry when he goes to secondary school if the teenagers are, like, judgmental and nasty? Because they can be really horrible in secondary school. So as he gets older, do you think he's going to be okay?
2: I think, so I don't know if he will. I mean, you know, I just, like I said, I hope um, I'm raising him to be okay with it and to be able to handle it. Like I said, I think, well, teenagers are really, even now, I know we say we, we have come so, so far, but I know teenagers are still teenagers and I think I just hope that he's so cool that they want to be him they're like oh Kai's wicked like you know and they don't even know he's it's not even a thing that he's got two dads like I can't even believe I still have to talk about it being a thing so but I know it is a thing so um it it will be a worry if it happens and I just will work together to make sure that it's nipped in the bud and yeah but I think I like I said I want him to be able to be like shut up I'm all right yeah, and not take it to heart. And I was bullied. So that's sort of the thing that I hope we'll know the signs, you know. And my parents were great, but they never picked up on what was happening with me, even though I probably gave them a lot of uh, reason to think there was. Um, and I'll just know, you know, Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for coming in. Um, You're a huge inspiration. I just wanted to ask,
2: um, you said that Kai went to bed very nicely on the first night and stuff. How was it for you and your partner when you kind of sat down? Did you sit on the sofa and, you know, Mm. what was your feeling like that one moment when
1: you'd gone (laughs) to bed? You know, what was it like?
2: I don't know. I think we high fived (laughs) and probably got a takeaway. And we were like, is he going to wake up? Like, oh, my God, what happens? like he was a dream sleeper I've documented this on Instagram a lot dream sleeper from that well from birth like Laura told us he's just great and I thought like I worried I was like oh is he okay like do babies do this should he not be yeah and I was worried but I was like I'm rolling with this because I hear that sleep is a big thing Um, and then he turned three and it went tits up oh my god awful we've only just come out of two years of hell and yeah that was not fun and so, yeah, he was a dream sleeper till three. Then we put him in a bed, waited quite a while. I think it's three late. I don't know. I felt like I was told it was quite late. But for us, having him in a cot felt fine. Um, he couldn't escape. And, um, yeah, all went nuts. So, yeah, he's only just started like 6.30. We've plateaued at 6.30. But one day in the holidays, we've had eight o'clock. Wow, that's the dream. Oh, my God.
1: As somebody who has an eight-year-old who would get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. and she could every yeah. morning, I would, I would yeah. go with that.
2: yeah. No, so the sleep thing was very important to us and we were like really like ah, we got a sleeping baby.
1: Really smug. And that's so
2: smug and like people would be shocked if they'd come round for dinner and we'd be like I'm just gonna put Kai to bed. We'd be up there five minutes, we're back down. They were like, Huh? I'm like, It's my boy. Yeah. He got me back though. <laughs>
1: I'm kind of in that situation now. My twins who are currently 10 months old are very, yeah. very good sleepers. Similar thing where yeah. I just pop the twins to bed yeah. and then five minutes later You're downstairs down. and yeah. that's them until the, the morning. Yeah, I I know, I know that they're going to get their revenge oh, in yeah. about a year's time, I reckon. It's yeah. going to be hell on earth. Oh my God. So yeah.
2: I hope we're through it.
1: Allow, allow me to be smug right now. Yeah,
2: oh my God. <laughs> I was you. Enjoy it, enjoy it.
1: <laughs> I will, I will. Do we have any more questions for Tom? we have got one over here. Hi, Tom. Hello. Uh, so you talked about Auntie Lala. Yes. And uh, so that relationship
2: sounds, you know, just amazing yeah. that she's still involved and I'm sure she wants to be. And you all, ha- have you got, got boundaries or? Yeah. you just going to sort of, is that you're going to go with the flow with that one or is that yeah. more structured? So um, she, we actually have only seen her once in four years. So she came to his fourth birthday party. Um, we thought it was a good time to reintroduce weirdly he ran up to her i swear these kids like their soul just remembers like you know you don't have memories until you're two three but he knew he knew and ran up to her it was it was like an embrace and we hadn't i don't think we'd shown pictures i think he just knew and she's got a little boy harry who was probably five when he left so harry's now like a man He's like eight or he was seven. And it was like, so, but Kai just took to him. Oh my, and they were just good. But in terms of boundaries, she's like, she's a foster care. So she has to go through exactly what we did for adopting. She knows the boundaries. She knows that she can't do X, Y, and Z or turn up on doorsteps and things like that. Um, If she did, I'd welcome her in. I'd be like, come and have a drink. Like, it's cool. So um, I just hope that like he wants to see her when he's older because I just think it will be so nice for her. You know, and I think he will... I think he will. Yeah.
1: We have a question over here. Uh, no, I think, I think she's uh, gone off. Oh, what on here? Yeah.
2: Um, I just wanted to ask how you dealt with, do you get criticism and do you feel like being two dads, sometimes you have to sort of, you know, show you know, that you're doing a great job yeah. and, and things like that a little bit more so? Uh, no. I mean, no. And we lived in like a proper like village. Do you know what I mean? I had a church and a primary school. It's like a real... And like, no, I just think people are great. I think the majority of people are lovely. Um, yeah, I'm, it may be different. It will be different, I know, for other people or other places that you live. Um, but we've had nothing but love. I think, yeah, probably people see it as a bit of a novelty, maybe, which is fine. It's, you know, it's new to them, maybe. But I do... I think, I think people must think, how does... You know, you? I think we are all... I am, and I'm a gay man, but we're all default sometimes to be. If we saw a kid, oh, where's your mum? And I think we've had a bit of that. Um, and I think some mums must think, what roles do we play, and what do? And I'm like, I'm mum and dad. I'm all of it. Like, don't worry about it. And um, I think they, we. I've had people question before about the nurture, and I'm like, oh my god, we're so soft with him, and we. But we we wrestle and we do all this. Kai loves football. He loves cars. He loves makeup. He loves it all. And I'm like, so, you know we haven't had anything I think I was on Good Morning Britain a few months ago and that was the first time I'd had some like cause it was a debate and it was like the first time I'd actually sat face to face with someone disagreeing with it and I was like wow so it, yeah it was it was it was hilarious yeah yeah just on the back of that then do you have one thing that you feel that people misunderstand the most and if you do what is that um I don't know I think like people might just think which one's the mum which is like such an archaic question, I think is just ridiculous.
1: Especially when in this day and age, like, you know, lines are blurred, roles yeah, are blurred, you totally. know. it, it is. In, the in, more... in my house, we've got a stay at home dad who yeah. is cooking and cleaning and yeah. doing all the childcare yeah. and I'm out at work. Yeah. And that's so normal It these is, days. yeah, yeah,
2: totally. I think um, we haven't had to like defend anything or, but I do think there is probably that, uh, I, th- I think people probably think about it. They probably don't say it, but I can imagine they think like, oh, you know, but that's what I said when I was chatting to this woman on on the show. I was like, what do you think we do at home? Like, what do you, what's, what, what you worried about? Like, who I'm, was I'm, she,
1: by the way? What, 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 why was she on Good Morning Britain? It was a debate. They always
2: want people that are like complete opposites, but she,
1: Wait, where did they go to find somebody oh, who's like, I think was she, against was, like, I think gay she was like Daily
2: Mail fodder. Oh, I see. She had taken her kid out of school because they were doing a pride event. Of
1: course, it was the, um, it was the whole teaching yeah. kids about, yes, homosexuality, it, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, but like I said, like, it's not my job to change her opinion.
1: That's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Is there any, any throughout the whole process, is there a point when the adopting agency can say, sorry, we have to take Kai or any uh, Not now, no. So the minute you... Um, so actually, it's a good question. So you get approved at panel to be this child's father or mother, parent. And, um, and then you go through introductions, they come home and then you actually have to apply for an adoption order which was a part I found a bit annoying because you're almost, f- you still have a social work visit every now and then which I liked initially because it's like I'm new to this, come tell me, like you know Kai more than me, like come and you know, am I doing a good job? Like, And, um, and then you have to apply for an adoption order and ours was over a year. Yeah. Until we had that day in court where it's signed so he gets my surname um, and yeah, that's a tiny bit annoying, but I'm sure it could be quicker. But our social worker was like maxed out and just never did anything. So um, so in that time, so something could happen. Birth parents can actually contest it up until that court date. Um, they're invited to the court for that day or before um, to say, actually, we want to put a stop to this. However, you know, it's rarely sort of. Unless they've turned their lives around and there's a valid, they've got a home that they can offer to the child, I don't think it would be looked at. But that's heartbreaking because at that point, we're already a family for a year. So he's my son. So, yeah.
1: All right, then. Um, so a huge thank you to everybody yeah, who, uh, thanks, for joining guys. us today. Um, and thank you to everyone listening at home or in the car or wherever you may be. Um, please hop onto iTunes and rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. That's including all you guys here. Um, And thank you once again to FNF at Tesco for supporting Not Another Mummy podcast um, and for asking me to bring it here to their event today. Um, You can check out Fred and Flo clothing in Tesco stores uh, from today. Um, But can we give Tom one final round of applause, please? Thanks for having me. Thank you.